Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now if I were to say the word diplomacy to you, what does that do for you? Does it conjure up images of government or state officials negotiating and influencing outcomes? Uh, is it perhaps the news headlines about the trade wars between the US and China? Or is it the various organisations trying to coordinate other nation states to deliver better on their climate change targets? Because when someone said to me during the week that they felt I was diplomatic when we were catching up after a situation that happened, I was a bit taken aback because I didn't really think of our work in finance as like that. And one, I'd never really thought about deliberately being diplomatic. So what is diplomacy? Well, according to the book Modern Diplomacy, diplomacy at its essence is the conduct of relationships using peaceful means by and among international actors, at least one of whom's usually governmental. So in terms of that definition, and it doesn't really seem to apply to business or finance teams. However, if we go a bit micro for a moment, say just focus into our organisations and not just governments, I suppose that a lot of our departments and business units and lines of business or silos, whatever you want to call them, are run a bit like mini states themselves. They have their own formal and informal governance structures, and often, as finance professionals, we find ourselves dealing with and dealing between lots of these different units, these mini-states, and increasingly internationally too, and hopefully using peaceful means, I guess. So, you know, in the modern era, you could sort of say our finance is quite a good fit to be diplomatic or where to be diplomatic. So with that in mind then, how do we start becoming more diplomatic in finance? Now, it's not really something you're probably going to see in a good finance textbook, so I had to research this a bit, and I found an excellent article called Three Ways to Be a Diplomat in Your Life and Work. And this was posted on the World Economic Forum. And actually, it wasn't so much an article, more a transcript of a speech given by Beth Brooke Marciniak, who's the Global Vice Chair of Public Policy at EY, Ernst & Young. And she gave this to graduates at Babson College over on the east coast of the States. And it's a very inspirational speech. It actually includes some advice, not just on diplomacy and, and unlocking our leadership potential, uh, but also drew on her experiences of coming out gay in the corporate world. And some of the things she says in it is that if you're a CEO, you're a diplomat. I think the same would probably go for a CFO. Um, it takes incredible diplomacy to juggle and meet you know, short and long-term demands of all various stakeholders. Uh, she also says if you decide to be an entrepreneur and build your own company, uh, diplomacy is also the key to leading a team that uh, is required to deliver on the needs that your company will need to fill. And she also says that no matter what role you have, without skillful diplomacy, you've no power or influence to make the appropriate impact. So diplomacy is really at the core of good leadership and it's necessary for creating a better world for each of us. She also caveats by saying diplomacy is brutally time-consuming, but worth every second. So the three lessons she shares with us is that one, diplomacy takes courage because you have to have the courage to be who you are. That means like being authentic, I think, is the more popular way of saying this. Otherwise, she says, you'll never be trusted and trust is the foundation for everything good in life. Um, she also shares her own story about coming out as gay in the corporate world. 
and that the world's not going to get the best of you unless you stay true to who you are. And I really feel that in finance at the moment that with all the change going around, there's a lot of um, new developments, particularly on the technological side, that are sort of help uh, helping speed up the conversation around what roles are we meant to play in finance for the humans that are left. And I think the answer is, well, look at who you are, your strengths, what your interests are, your talents are, and what type of ideal role is going to suit those best and try and work towards that ideal role. That's how you're going to be able to bring your best self to work every time. And also, don't forget, everyone else around you also wants to succeed by being who they are. And diplomats get that and diplomats meet people where they are, whoever they are. So very powerful words indeed. And the second lesson that Beth Book Marciniak shares is that diplomats listen more than they talk. So, you know, having the courage, the authenticity to know who you are doesn't mean you know everything. And that the best way to deal with that is simple. It's just listen more than you talk. And I think in finance, there's always that pressure to know the numbers, whether that's backward looking reporting or forward looking forecasts. We don't know everything, although we might put the pressure on ourselves to know everything. But if we were to maybe listen a bit more and get a few more perspectives out there and on the table, uh, we'll be able to build more trust. We'll build more commitment, more buy-in when we're advising on decisions that allow us to go do the things we need to do. Creating more of a shared sense of purpose. And diplomacy is just a way of bringing people together and improve the chances that we'll be succeed and then the third lesson is that diplomats compromise and do the hard work that that demands and you know therefore it's a strength and not a weakness you know compromise you know she questions it is it a win-win solution does everyone go away happy and that was not really her experience for her compromise is when everyone is marginally unhappy with the solution but still agrees to decision for the for the greater good and that means each person in the group has to give up a little to get a shared solution and finance sometimes that means we have to balance short-term pressures with the need for longer-term sustainable growth and we mustn't lose sight of that which means sometimes that's why the difficult decision in the short term is probably the better one for the longer run and our organizations and our shareholders and stakeholders need us to be able to do that Otherwise, we may not have an organization left. So we should never, therefore, one, lose the courage to embrace and value difference in ourselves and others. Two, we need to listen more than we talk. And three, know that compromise is a strength and not a weakness. And that's why we bring guest mentors onto the Strength in the Number show so that they can share with you their lessons. Normally hard one, but once they've sort of digested them and we deconstruct them on the show together, they help make the path a bit easier for you in terms of knowing where to follow, what it might look like. And you might find that some of these things work for you and others maybe not work so well. And then maybe you can share your stories with others in terms of what you've learned. And if we keep doing that as a community, as a profession, we'll keep on building our strength in the numbers, the value we add, the influence we have, and also in return, have more meaningful careers in accounting and finance. So look, hope you enjoyed tuning in to this week's show. If you did, please remember to share with colleagues and friends. You can subscribe on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube and Spotify. And as always, we really appreciate you investing your time with us today. So until next time, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.